I'm going to see uh, Katarzyna Perlak, who is a Polish artist living in London, and she has recently, well, at, at the moment actually, she is exhibiting uh, at uh, the new contemporaries uh, Bloomberg sponsored exhibition um, in one of the galleries here in London. studio now. Um, could you tell us a little bit about this place? It's a bow art trust. There is a lot of, uh, they have a lot of different sites, mostly around East, East London. Um, it's like a charity that supports artists uh, by making studio rents affordable. They have a lot of different studios. This one is a bow site uh, and I just live around the corner so that is quite convenient. Do you spend a lot of time in your studio? Well, when I was at Slade, I was there all the time. Here, because I just finished in September, the end of September, then I went for two months to Poland for the residency. And then since I came back, like, to be honest, it's been too cold in here for me to work here. <laughs> so uh, I spend less time than I'm going to spend soon, as now spring, it's, it's starting but I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Like recently I've been working in the other studio in uh, Old Manor Park uh, library because they have um, riser workshops there. So I've been doing prints uh, in some other place. And yeah, sometimes because I'm, I work with video, I just like edit home as well. Uh, so it's like between spaces, yeah. So I'd like to start talking about um, exhibition that is currently on in London, the New Contemporaries. Could you tell me just a little bit more about it? The film that I'm showing there, which is called Nioła Miasa Kochaneczka, it was done in 2016. And um, in summary, the film is uh, queering folk in Eastern Europe, particularly in, in Poland, although that wasn't my intention just to do it in Poland. I wanted to make it across different Eastern European countries. Um, but basically the idea of this video came from two angles. On the one side I was looking at how queer love or like same-sex love, it's not represented in folk archives. And there is, and if you look at the love songs particularly, I mean, there is a lot of love songs, like the folk songs are mostly about love, but there is no representation of queer loves. I was so on, on one hand, I just wanted to reclaim those histories and kind of question why they're not there. But on the other hand, I was looking at how history is con constructed, about how Eastern European identity is constructed, and how is it linked to this kind of heteronormative uh, white identities? Lisom, <laughs> 
So I was thinking like how this could be challenge, how representation of Eastern European heritage from this kind of nationalistic perspective could be challenged. I was trying to provoke the viewer not to look at the history as this like fixed identity, but something that has like all these different overlapping narratives. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm very much interested in how to challenge the nationalistic representations of Eastern European heritage and history, that's for sure. And um, I think this is, this is partly linked to my migrant experience, because when I was in Poland I wasn't so much fixed on what does it mean to be Polish or Eastern European, because I was just there, so wasn't like really experiencing myself as Polish person so much as I am in here or Eastern European because here it's emphasized. So then when I was here and I saw how Eastern European project their national values and history, then I was like, well, this is not my history. I want to take, I want to find my place in this identity and history, that it's not what they're trying to, to push. Mm -hmm. The folk songs are mostly sung by women. What what I have done though is in the first song I subverted the, the narrative of the song because it was a song about a girl and Jasiek. In, in this uh, folk song is always Jasiek and Kasienka. Mm -hmm. They always have the same name, Kasienka okay. or Jasiek. <laughs> it's just always the same name. Mm -hmm. And so I removed the guy from the song and put uh, Kasienka mm -hmm. instead and then I changed some of the endings of the words because in Polish the language is gendered so everything is either female or male and if you say a lover you need to specify if it's a woman or a man mm -hmm. so I just changed those endings uh, and then made this song about two women hey, in the beginning I wanted to make the, the video recordings and working with the singers all across Eastern Europe. So I wanted to go to Romania, to Bulgaria, to Lithuania, Latvia, Russia. Like this was my like a dream <laughs> kind of project. The way I thought about the project in the beginning, it wasn't just to make a short film. It was more to make like a fictional museum collection. I'm still considering to maybe expanding this to this museum collection. But at the moment what I'm working on is on collages that deconstruct and then put together again from a different perspective representation of, of folklore 
So, yeah, so this is something I've been doing now and I work on collages. I've been doing some rhizoprints and I'm planning to make like a short kind of, like a moving collage, like an animation. So this is just like, I'm exploring this, but I, I definitely don't want my practice to be all about folklore, Eastern European folklore, or to be all about queer either. Like there are a lot of other things. So I, but you know how it is, like you have something that came to you. So you, I just feel like I need to explore this subject as much as I can and then move on to yeah. something else. <laughs> cool. So um, your recent work is from this year, I feel, well last year, 2017. Yeah. Polish wedding without censorship. Yeah, so I was going to, to Wrocław for the residency. When I was going there, it was literally on the first day when I was coming from the airport. I saw on a canal or on the river, there's a lot of uh, canals and rivers in Wrocław. There were those two boats, like a swan boat, like very kind of cute, cute uh, swan boats. And then somehow I had this idea that I wanted to have two brides on these boats going, having like a cruise around Wrocław. Um, and I think the, this idea came from like when people get married and they go around town to have their photographs taken, it's like this, it's like this extra way of performing heteronormativity and institution of marriage. So I was thinking as um, same-sex uh, couple weddings are, I mean marriage is illegal in Poland, I was thinking to make it like a fictional in this case like a utopian reality of them taking this space of like doing this in the public space and then Bevoa Gallery was really helpful and they suggested me Barbara Pigon and Karolina Mitsua to work with they are both actresses and Karolina is a singer as well and then the idea of a love song came again <laughs> and I found this like a disco polo, disco polo um, wedding song this anonymous, there's no author of the song, but it's the first one that comes up on a Google search of wedding song uh, in Polish. So I found the song, it's very kind of like a cheesy, funny song. And it's interesting as well because when I was doing research in disco polo, the music genre that comes from late 80s, it said that it's an urban folk urban folk, so I was like, oh, this is quite interesting. But yeah, because again, I was looking at queering something that it's linked to traditional Polish values. That's why I called it a Polish wedding, uh, because I wanted to kind of question what, what this Polish wedding is. Then we went to a gay uh, lesbian club in Wrocław to film the first dance and they were dancing to a Shadow No Ordinary Love song. So we filmed in this club. So that was the first part. The second part we went around Wrocław and it was going around as if we were doing like a wedding video or a photo shoot of them like and we went to very kind of typical location uh, in in Wrocław there is this place Vispa where a lot of people goes to have a wedding photograph there is even like the love bridge with all this like uh, what, are, what do you call them 
locker padlocks, yeah, not lockers, padlocks. Uh, but we also went to uh, like more random places. We went to uh, Hala Targowa, which is like a shopping center. Uh, we were commuting on tram, so we were on a tram. Uh, so and two brides in white dresses. Yeah, and with the masks on. Uh, so yeah, so that was very that was very good. Like I was a bit worried maybe we can have a, a and look in, but no one said anything. Uh, or did anything violent, <laughs> uh, so that was good. Uh, but at the same time, I was thinking, I was thinking about how their presence was working in the public space, and I think because myself and the other, I had a second camera. Um, we were filming them, and they had the masks on. It was very present. It was very obvious that this is some sort of art. Mm-hmm. project. So that was the second second part and the third one the third one was doing the actual wedding. So this was it was like a final event of my residency and that was happening uh, in Bevoa gallery uh, where I was staying. And so it had two parts. One was a dinner when you just had like 30 people invited. And there was a public part. And here, a very important uh, element. I had a guy, uh, Jakub Jankowiak, who was a Wodzirej. And he's a performer. He's a queer himself. And uh, he also w- works on uh, weddings as a, like a professional Wodzirej. So he knew everything about this traditional Polish wedding elements and he was just amazing. Um, like just this wouldn't happen without him as a did, like really brilliant. So during the dinner people were singing different songs and he was introducing some like games so people like get to know each other. It's like a typical thing from the wedding. And uh, one of the drag queens gave a speech as like a, a mother of the bride, brides, <laughs> bride, one bride. I use masks a lot in my work and um, and there are various reasons for this but the main one is that I feel when the person that is performing, if they have a mask on, it, it's a very different experience like you not really engaging with the person individually, but with the idea of who the person is or what do they represent. And with the folk singers they have in Balaklava, it was for a privacy reason as well. Here it is a bit about the privacy as well. So uh, I think now I would like to go to the second part of the interview. Yeah. How would you describe your life in London? It's 13 years, so it's a long long time and many, many things has, has happened since. I love London and this, it's also a quite challenging town um, in terms of like living and working condition like obviously it's like expensive and all that like everyone experiences this in here and gentrification and like people not really knowing where next and working as an artist especially as a media artist if you like don't make work that like are obviously profitable in terms of like sales and all that stuff. You just need to find a way to sustain your practice. It's not that straightforward. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I work also like a photographer and a filmmaker for other people, so that uh, this is something that uh, supports my practice too. I love having the opportunity to see all the art that it's being made in here and being current artists that are emerging in, in London scene at the moment. Um, and there is like certainly certain political freedom if I compare to to Poland in terms of like LGBTQ rights it's much easier to be here than in Poland. So could you tell us a little bit about how does your normal day look like? How my normal <laughs> my normal day look the like? Mundane. The mundane. I mean I have uh, I think the good thing about being an artist is that you don't have the routine. I don't really like routine. <laughs> so there is always other things happening and because I work with other artists like this week I'm going to take photographs with uh, Project O, a group that I'm working with Jamila Johansson-John and Alexandrina Hemsley. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to film with Rowdy Superstar. This week actually I'm really looking forward to spend time in the studio. So you know, I just yeah, I go I go to jail, then I come here <laughs> work work on my work on my uh, research or now I will be working on my prints and I'm going to paint this studio as well to make it nicer and get some plants. Yeah. <laughs> Do you keep in touch with um, other Polish artists living in London or in the UK? With a few, yes. Uh, yeah, just like not... I mean, okay, in a way I just met some people, uh, like my friend, my very good friend Agnieszka Szczotka, uh, we've met in Camberwell College. Um, uh, so, like, we, we've known each other for quite a long time. She's doing now uh, her MA in Royal uh, Academy. Then I've recently met Alicja Rogalska. Uh, I've met some people through Calvert, I guess, going to some things in Calvert. And also I organize, and just like in school, I mean, there's a lot of Polish people here, isn't it? So it's, uh, it's easy to, to meet them, but I think I've met also more people because I organized this Eastern European uh, dinners was this idea to create like a social space for people to meet. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay, so I think we'll finish here. Thank you okay, so much. Thank you. So I finished my meeting with uh, Kasia Perlak, uh, did an interview with her and uh, we had a really nice chat and now I am in Victoria Park where I'm having another meeting and uh, yeah it's a Sunday afternoon, very busy in the park, I've never been here before again so quite interesting to see how people uh, go out and spend their free time Sunday afternoon um, on this kind of warm winter day in East London. Mm -hmm.